Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. You ready? Ready, baby. Now it's gone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are Just Another Movie Night, and I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And today we are talking trash. Talking trash. Talking trash, indeed. <laughs> you okay? This is our show to review, spoil, debate, crap on, and give second chances to the hated, the lowest rated, the much debated, and often forgotten flicks on the internet, all while asking the, the question is this the worst movie ever made? And if not, what is? Because here on the show, we believe you can't truly review a movie without knowing what is the worst movie ever made. And today we are talking about what year again? 1989. 1989's Toxic Avenger Part 2. <laughs> and let me just say... <laughs> the smile on your face is great. Is that a smile or it's is that a... It's kind of like a, uh, I don't know how to feel about this life that I'm leading. <laughs> Oof. It's a, it's a, I'm so sorry that that just took place kind of smile. You ever, you ever sit back and drink a beer and then while drinking the beer, you, the thing that you're doing, you just want to pass out and <sighs> even the beer can't keep you awake? That usually happens to me sometimes during bad movie night when um, one of our friends picks a real snooze fest piece of crap. But I was not ready to pass out during this movie. I was well, very entertained. I'm glad we had the opposite uh, reactions to this one because holy <laughs> shit. When we say we're talking trash, we are talking trash. Hey, Citizen Toxie is not trash. I mean... <laughs> He technically is trash. He's toxic trash. That's true. That's that's but. absolutely fact. <laughs> so anyway, we're drinking. It um it started out with a clown shoes Galactica. Shout out to Talk clown about the shoes. Beer we drink. Yeah, because clown shoes is like the best, and it usually gets me through these kind of times. Um, it's my I guess, favorite. I guess that is the most interesting thing that we just occurred that occurred to us is the yeah. what we're drinking. What we're drinking. Well. Shout out to Clown Shoes, but really, they're not they're not sponsoring us or anything. We're just kind of like into them. And then uh, New Belgium is the next one on on tap. It's a Cryo Ranger IPA. That's what I'm on now. And I think that if I didn't have the first beer, I I I think that it would have been much more difficult to get through this. So that's why I wanted to. I found it like important to mention the beer because um, this movie is um, you kind of need beer. You kind of need it. Look, we decided in January to tackle Troma's Productions, Toxic Avenger, the the series that made them famous. Right, that they they've they've had a bunch of movies that are actually kind of popular, but the Toxic Avenger series in particular is their money maker. I mean, and that's, that's kind crazy. of wild. And yeah. th this Troma is as punk rock 
and culty and low budget as you can get. This is the indie developers of horror and just sleazy comedy. And with that being said, after the first movie, which we both agreed, which was your first time watching it as well, um, we both agree we enjoy it. I mean, it was a hoot. There's something about the Toxic Avenger that's really fun, really culty, really punk rock, and really, like, just kind of like that subversive comedy that you just kind of can't help but laugh at. Yeah, it had everything that so, I love in a, in a bad movie. Um, a so bad it's good movie. So yeah, it had everything. Well, I only bring all that up because now here we are in part two. And throw all that out the window because anything I enjoyed about the first one Aww. got flushed down the fucking toilet. The clouds of despair followed me everywhere. And I mean everywhere. So... Let's talk about each thing, because I he, feel like look, you're angry on the show. I am I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna I lie. Am. There's a couple of things I'm angry about too, but um, we can talk about that. Go ahead. Oh, oh, all right. So all the things that I enjoyed, right? Let's talk about them because on the show we can't we completely break down the movie in spoiler f fashion. We talk about the whole plot. Right? I mean, there's so, nothing to spoil here. Really. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about how this movie begins. Right? This movie begins. In the, the most horrible way possible. It's all narration. And do you know why? Because. Mm, no. Why? Because Lloyd Kaufman shot four hours of film. And then freaked out about it. And then they said. What are we going to do? And his wife said. Hey why don't you just cut it into two movies. <gasps> so why that this movie feels completely disjointed. Doesn't make any sense. And also has reuse shots constantly it's because they filmed two movies they made one movie and filmed broke it into two and then tacked on the worst narration of all time to make it all make sense and when i say make sense i mean that loosely my broken id was finally repaired because i knew that whenever or wherever the good citizens of tromaville needed help they could always count on me yeah it didn't really make sense what's even worse is that now, you're, you've already made a movie that made you famous, right? The Toxic Avenger made them really popular. That Everybody caught on to it, right? It's kind of like that cult community. Now, if you're going to come out with a sequel, all you do is turn that up to 11. You just go and say, what are all the things that made that movie fun? Mm -hmm. This movie's like, nope. Let, let's do the opposite. Let's reboot the whole movie. I mean, that's what they did because there's nothing that's the same. You know, and it like, even acts like it is. It, how? They changed his girlfriend's name from Sarah to Claire. To Claire. They, and also they, they changed got a new the actress. girlfriend. Yeah. She's horrible. It's like, what is, what? They, it's, they took, okay, so one of the most fun things about part one is the actress in part one is so adorable. She is. While also being dorky and, and, and clumsy, which makes it even fun. She's a blind woman. And for some reason, her acting was top-notch blind acting it was just so fun it was she she was one so of the highlights funny. of the movie for me and yeah. i loved the toxic avenger the first one i thought it was really fun hey i know would you like me to tell you fortune huh i read palms give me your hand 
What big hands you have. I bet you're very strong. Hmm, let me see. You're going to have a lot of good things coming to you in the future. You're going to become a very important man. Let me see your other hand. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so throw that out. Instead, get a girl in lingerie constantly doing a what I loathe is the Marilyn Monroe voice. Yes, and also I know why they did that. They put her in the lingerie to divert the attention from the fact that, number one, it's not the same actress, and number two, they turned her into a freaking bimbo. They made her a bimbo. They they made it like she's in a white snake video every five seconds. And all she does is like horny face with tongue work. It's so bad. And Her she's, tongue's out a lot. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. And they're like Marilyn Monroe, which... Never is funny. I don't understand why people think that's something they should do when you have a character. Oh, we're going to make her like Marilyn Monroe. No. Look, Betty Boop was enough. Oh, but Melvin, I think your doctor is right. If you don't go to Japan and find your daddy, you're never going to be happy. Don't worry about me, Melvin. I'll be all right. I'll be here loving you the whole time. Remember, Melvin... I love you. Nothing yeah. ever is going to be as fun as Betty Boop. I mean, I just so don't stop. get it. Like, you're keeping the same character, but you change your name. Like, yeah. it, that's just bizarre. Why would you do that? Did they forget that they named her Sarah in the first one? Who knows? And and to make that even worse, they even change the main character's name. He's no longer Melvin Ferd the Third, which is funny and catchy. Yeah, they changed it and to they Junko. Go, Junko. Melvin Junko. I is feel now his like name. that's a disservice to him. It, it, it sucks. I it don't even know suck. what they were thinking. And also, they changed the fucking mother. Like, what is the mother? Like, that mother's not the same lady. Oh, and then and then that joke is that the mother is now tacky. What? And she's just like this really overboard bored woman. She with like, she reminds me hair. of like Magda from yeah. There's Something About Mary. Not funny. Not funny at all. But my worst thing. Than all that. Well, I mean, I think the worst thing is changing the actress that played his girlfriend, which was a... I don't know why they would have done that. I hope... Maybe it's because she never wanted to come back. I can't find much information on her except for the, the one thing we didn't point out was the killer theme song in the first movie was her. Yes, we she didn't was know a that singer. The first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I found, found that, that out later. in editing. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I hate even more is they changed Toxie's voice. Yes, I hate that too, and I was going to bring it's that up. It's awful. It, it seems like he he's like a jock in like high school. No, I, th- I, I took this I'm like getting. dorky. No, I'm getting like a jock in high school, like, you know, an 80s jock, who's like, when you're supposed to be 18 in the 80s, but you're really 40, that kind of thing. I, yeah, I, mean, I, you know? I mean, in the first one, the joke is that he is like, he was like a dweeb, turned into this monster and then he has the perfect voice like just the overboard male voice like oh hello yeah it's it's like so funny totally like one of those soap operas from the 80s like one of those yeah yeah and then this one they're like he's like oh i'm melvin hi oh yeah it's it's so it was weird i didn't like it either i didn't like it at all yeah melvin what's up guys my name is Melvin Junko. I live in a garden apartment in the Tromaville dump. 
Do you want to go into plot or? Well, that's because the thing. I, that, I mean, that's, that's, as we go into plot, I'll tell you more shit that I I found wrong with this. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I, the only reason I bring all those things up is because that is the opening of this movie is retelling us everything, and reestablishing a new version of him. So all the things we just mentioned that we don't like are all established in the opening of this movie in narration. Yes. And we find out that it's been several years since the first one ended and that he has completely eradicated crime in Tromaville. Mm-hmm. And everybody's li- living in harmony. And the way that we know that is that there's, you know, dancing in the streets. People are playing checkers together. People are... <laughs> People are uh, killing roaches on the side of the street together. Yes, um, pest control. And they have like, you know, lemonade stands and everyone's happy yeah. and eating pie together. Yeah. And just having a great time. And so... he was able to open the home of the blind with his girlfriend. <laughs> and he instructs them on basketball games and he oh. has them walking on the roof as a garden walk. He tells us that there's a garden on top of the roof. Okay, we laughed like at a that. a little bit of flowers, but there's a fucking blind guy yeah. walking up there. This is the blind guy walking on a roof and we laughed instantly I when we saw I was laughing a lot. I am not going to fucking lie. Yeah. I, you know I was laughing a lot. Just because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I didn't laugh as much as you. I did laugh out loud at least four times. And we'll get to what really was funny to me because... Almost everything in Tromaville did not land with me. We find out that he has the home of the blind. He's running it with his his girlfriend, who is now named Claire, and she is wearing and she's over sexualized. Over everything's lingerie. Everything's her ass shot. Uh, she it's just that times eleven. Yeah, right? yeah. Her cleave is out. Yeah. It's like she's just, it's just magnified with her. But, I didn't like that because they, they didn't do that in the first one with her. She was so cute. She oh, she was, was cute, really but it was adorable. like uh, being revealing accidentally. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, it wasn't which overly, made it kind of fun. She was just she was a flat out straight up bimbo in this. I didn't Yeah, not yeah care she's for not it. even remotely interesting. No. Uh yeah, I actually did not want to see her on scene on set on like screen. There's a few jokes with her that were funny with the actress, but not many. Uh, so because he eradicated crime, it turns out that crime is pissed off and they're called Apocalypse I INC or Apocalypse Incorporated. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Apocalypse Incorporated is pissed off. And so they pull up in a limo to get and kill um, Toxie so they can take back Tromaville. Okay. And this goes on for... I actually paused it at one point to clean something up. Uh, because only we would eat dinner while watching a trauma movie. Um, <laughs> it's normal for us. Yeah, it's normal for us. Okay. So this scene, I might pause it. It had gone on for 17 minutes. And I was just like, holy shit. We're in trouble. Because... What happens here is that there's a tire joke where a UPS gentleman is, and I, I shouldn't say UPS, he's actually called PUS, Puss, <laughs> is sent out of the limo with a package to give to Toxie. And it's ticking, right? And for some reason, he's got overboard acne on his face. And I don't know what's going on, but he forces uh, Claire to give the package to Toxie. Inside the house. We don't even see Toxie this entire time. There's like no. a reveal of him, I guess. I guess that, I mean, the joke is that the, it's a bomb. And of course, and then it goes inside the house 
and she comes outside, Claire. I don't know why she comes out. Oh, because they had left a woman in a wheelchair outside. So she comes and runs out. Yeah, it seemed like she was running out because she was afraid. That wasn't a run where like, oh, crap, I forgot this old lady in the wheelchair. This was a run that would make you think that she's scared of something. Like she was maybe told to get the hell out of the house or something. Yeah, that's not what happened It was very weird. She yells something and she comes out of the house and she's away from the house. And the UPS guy, the the PUS guy, he uh, is trapped by the woman in the wheelchair. And he knows that house is going to blow up. So he's like fighting her. So he starts punching her and then... I think he takes out a, a machine gun. No, he takes out a freaking shotgun and, and, and blows her away. And blows her so away. So the the whole scene is like so stupid because she's like holding on to his leg, this lady in the wheelchair, for no reasoning whatsoever. No, it's because she her her tire is jammed from a croquet hammer. Okay, so she's stuck in the grass. So she's pulling on his leg to get out and of this hole. And she's just rambling. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm <laughs> stuck. And he's just like, you broad, you stupid broad, get off of me. It, it goes on and on, and then he just, like I said, punches her in the face and then takes out a machine gun from absolutely nowhere and, and just riddles, or shotgun, and riddles her. I mean, it's, a, it's the most ridiculous scene. So she comes running out. This is uh, now Claire. I can't say Claire, because her name uh, is weird. fucking Sarah. Yeah. Like, why would you do this? Uncle Lloyd, damn it. But, but the, anyway. The house so blows up. The house freaking explodes where all the blind people are dead. And there's debris everywhere. But my favorite scene right now is that there's a limousine outside of the, the house that just exploded, mind you. And there's like, you know, the bad guy is in there. Dominic bad guy? Dominic bad guy with, and, the, um, with the goatee, the whole thing, and the girlfriend because they always have a crazy girlfriend. Oh, the girlfriend is always wearing like the reddest lipstick, the darkest um, mascara. She's got a lot of hats. And a, a crazy hat. So she's got a crazy hat. But the best scene ever is like, so he comes, a taxi comes out of the rubble, right? And this guy, the criminal mastermind guy in the freaking limo, sends out this clown car well, no, of but, henchmen. No, don't. I, I knew have to run talk it. about the but, freaking but you, henchmen. He, before that happens, I knew you were going to get into it too quick. I before that happens, the... the funny part is that when Toxie comes out of the rumble, it's complete styrofoam pieces. Oh, it's so good. It's and, so good. But there's two guys, and they're just hysterically laughing that they had blown all these blind people up. And they're putting up a sign. A guy comes out with signs out oh. of the limo. He has signs out of the limo. And he has like a construction hat on. Yeah. And he they're yeah. laughing. They're like, do you see how I killed all those people? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I, and then they cover up the sign that says the home for the blind. And they put um, apocalypse, apocalypse, what is it? Incorporated. Incorporated sign. So like they took over condemned. the land. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, took over the land. So Toxie goes and kills these two guys. And... It, this is one of the better parts because he picks up the one guy in the construction suit and he turns into a dummy and he throws him around oh, for a little so bit. Good. And then he takes the other guy, the PUS guy, and sticks him in the wheelchair of the woman he killed and then crushes him in the wheelchair. Oh my God. Oh my God. He folds up the wheelchair and folds his body into it as he's folding up the wheelchair. And you couldn't stop laughing because he had I garbage bags for legs. Dying. I was dying like i i could not take it i'm so sorry like i just could not take it his garbage bag legs like he first of all this guy was wearing regular trousers he looked he was wearing the brown outfit like you know the ups guys but they 
I don't know why they've decided to make his his legs garbage bags yeah. with shoes. Because he's on the other side of it, and 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 they're like trying to hide his body, but he he pushes him so hard that his body falls in half. His guts come out. It's yeah. amazing. It's like the, it, there's never been so many guts. Like yeah. how many guts does this it goes guy on have? for a little bit? And it's it, hilarious. It, okay, I was like, okay, or at least they're going back for the gore and I the insanity dying. of the first one. So I was like, okay, at least we're getting back on track. Well, he could knock someone's head off you know very easily like it's nothing but then as the movie progressive that all changes well that that's the the funny part about toxie is that he ends up killing people in the most insane ways and it's like and that's like one of the the highlights of the series he takes the other guy and he wraps the rose bushes around his throat <laughs> and the rose bush like the the vines of the roses completely open his throat and he's bleeding out and then he takes the roses and stuffs them in his eyes it's overkill and it's unnecessary but it's very entertaining it's entertaining in that i love those kind of scenes at least right now this is where i'm like okay at least they're going for these moments from the first one it's still not working and it. it seems off but it's still going for the first one's funny jokes. I love well, it. With the kills. Anyways. It makes me so happy to see like those kind of kills where like the and actually they're it's not like watching a freaking Giallo movie where like there's paint for blood. It actually he's using like that you know blood that you. It can, looks vile, yeah, although you know gross. it's like fake. It yeah, looks vile. but it's great. It's great. I so love it. So here we are. This is what you were getting at. A clown car of gangsters come out and they start playing. <laughs> Uh, that swing song when you, you oh you you, um, you don't got that swing you uh, <laughs> you ain't got, got a that. thing if you ain't got that swing yeah they're playing yeah. that song <laughs> and in like Casio keyboard version of it and and gangsters just keep coming out of the car it's so and it's like I think about six come out okay but did you realize that they were all the village people. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that. Though. There like, was like a biker guy that was like from the gay bar in there was a in yes. in the, in the um, police academy movie. Yeah, there was an Indian. <laughs> there was an Indian. A construction there worker. There was a construction worker. Uh, there was oh. a there. There was also. <laughs> there wasn't like a navy a navy guy. <laughs> there wasn't a navy guy. But there was like a rabbi. There's like a weird a stuff comes there out. There was a little person. That's the next. There, oh the, my god! It happens again because he kills all these people. Now the thing that's even. The worst thing about this joke, I don't even know if it's the first round because he just starts killing these guys. <laughs> and then there's a second round of these bad guys coming out of the car. And there's so many different people that they surround him and start doing a can-can dance. Oh, my God. Okay, so there's obviously a, a man in drag, which they did in the first oh, one. Oh, it's all the which offensive is, things is just you can think of. Every single thing you can possibly oh, think yeah. of, like... You know, all the, there's like gay undertones, there's a uh, ridiculous, um, like cliche Italian gangsters, there's a, a Native American for no reason, there's, it's just every single henchman you could possibly imagine in any scenario. There's a man and with dwarfism, there, there, yes. like you said, there is shockingly Michael J. White in his first movie ever, oh my and God. he's in this movie a lot. First of all, he looks really good. <laughs> oh, he always has, and he's oh never not look like that. The guy is in peak physical He's condition. incredible. He's incredible. Looking. I cannot believe he's not more famous. Yeah. The guy should be Jax in every incarnation oh of Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, I was Kombat. thinking of that. And I now, didn't want to think about Mortal Kombat at all during this because, you know, that's 
annihilation is not a good situation okay. in this house. However, we'll get to it. Yeah, I I yeah. really thought I thought the whole time. Oh my god, he could be Jax. Oh, for, for without real. a doubt, forever. This is yeah. Spawn. Spawn is in this movie. His yeah, first he, appearance. He's so good. Is, and he he comes out. Okay, so he okay. I I don't even know who to talk about first. Uh, he kills all these people. He takes the guy with dwarfism and he picks him up oh, Lord. and he squishes him into a, a basketball and this and starts playing basketball oh with my him. god i was like oh no oh no it's... like i knew that was coming because the, he mentioned the basketball thing and i was like okay this is a little person he's gonna do something terrible i just know it and he, his body was literally squished into his head so he was only a head and he was using him as a basketball i was like oh my god yeah he punches like, like a rabbi rabbi guy in the head on top of his head into the ground and he squishes into his hat and he's just like feet it's oh and my god he started like dancing around. he started dancing yeah. away i was oh, dying no yeah that he kills the two guys from the village people the construction worker and a i believe the biker he takes their heads he pushes their heads so hard into each other they blow up like dynamite oh my i was dying and then for some bad reason their bodies without heads start dancing i laughed more than I should have. Not at this. We were both like, oh and no. I looked over at you and so I was bad. like, I, I'm afraid because if I laugh right now, he's going to think like, oh my God, I can't take this being with this woman anymore. No, you were, like, you, even you looked at me like, oh no. I was like, should I laugh right now or is he going to judge me? Is he going to judge? I can't. It was so, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Everything about this film up to this point is so outrageous. And I, would, I, I mean- they, I would say not. I would say the opposite. I felt like this was like they took the first movie and they gave it to like the Zucker brothers, but the <laughs> Zucker brothers, not when they were good now. Right. You know, like when they made like, like what's the Leslie Nielsen uh, fugitive parody movie? That one, it was oh, awful. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. wrongfully accused or something. It It's like that. It's that bad. It's like it's spoofed to the level of not funny. It's like you almost like you you don't want to laugh because it's just so bad. But then part of you is saying yes, laugh because this is supposed to be this dumb. But I don't I don't know if they were um, trying to achieve that dumb. I think they were trying to achieve dumb, but not that dumb. I mean that level oh, of like you can't even laugh at it. Kind this of dumb. movie is on a next. This is like a child did the movie. It is. It really is. And it's... I was just like, okay, so up until this point, is there really a plot? I mean... Well, I mean, we're gonna, we got to talk about I mean, stuff that happens in there's kind of a plot. Oh, we have to talk about all of this. Uh, so, uh, look... Uh, I, there's a scene I got to get to. Michael but, J. White yeah. is a, a nunchuck. You know, he's got, like, nunchucks, and he's, like, doing all this stuff, and he's flexing his muscles, and he looks great, and they're fighting, and they're actually fighting to a standstill type of thing, and then Michael J. White gets a... Uh, alert on his phone and his on his watch that he has to go that's time for uh wait isn't it time for his like um taekwondo class or something something and he goes (laughs) oh i gotta go my time's up and he runs off the movie and does like a silly wave and jump and he runs off the film chicken pot pie get done in the oven (laughs) i don't know he just gets away and I, I mean, he kills all of these people in stupid, silly ways. It's it's not so, even... A lot of it doesn't even stand out. I'm, I think we've talked about the ones that are stand out. Yeah. But uh, then they realize, like, we couldn't blow him up, and we he just killed all of our best men. We have to get out of here. So they drive off. 
Um, Wait, did you notice that Toxie's like l- whole general look changed? Not so much. I mean, do you think he, he looks darker? Smoother. Do you think he looks darker, like his skin tone? Because well, I that's don't... another thing. This movie has a lot of technical problems in in the uh, transfer. I love that we have a Blu-ray because he looks he he looks muckier in this. Yeah, he does look. And like, the he audio looks charred. is wild. The audio is inconsistent. There is so many technical glitches. There's a lot of ADR. Uh, there is rips in the, the the film. There's like tears. You know, all of that. Uh, the coolest thing that we can talk about with Toxie's new look is that he has an animatronic eye. Okay, yes. So it moves around I a lot. It actually kind of looks fun at certain times, except yeah. when you can actually see his, his other eye doesn't move. So the other eye is just wildly moving around sometimes. It is. You can't have it all, man. You can't, you can't have, it all, have it all. You, you need you to know? stop the eye from moving at least sometimes. They, I don't know how they were controlling it with like a button underneath I, his there was no uh, prosthetic. However, you're, you're being generous. They had a googly eye that just was swirling I around. I mean, they can't just put a, an eye in there and have it work. That someone had to control this shit. I doubt it. It's just I on mean, random movement. They had a budget of two point five million dollars. How? That is okay. Okay, I help. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even look into that because I didn't want to be disgusted, and I am now. And thank it didn't you. Didn't make even a portion two, back. Two point five million. You said. Yes. Two point five million yes. in eighty nine. Yes. That's insane. That isn't really an independent movie. And that's okay when you break it down and say they made it into two films. At least yes, there's a but... little bit there, but holy shit. Let's get back into the movie before we talk about that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, the villains get away, and, and he has to now save. He finds a baby in a tree, <laughs> a blind baby in a tree, I mean, and no. gives him back to his blind mother who survived the blast. Oh, my God. He she was the only his... one that survived the blast of the entire in- entire place of the of the blind, Except for his uh, girlfriend. The blind facility that he was you know, taking care of. She's the only one beside the girlfriend. That's it. Everyone else got blown up. Yeah. We, we find Claire. He finds Claire. They, they get together. He's like, he feels bad. And we get an entire montage that he's upset and, dis- and depressed. Because he's he's been living without crime and his his like the whole thing about him is that his superpower is that he detects crime and he can like go and kill it. And that's a thing. They actually call it traumatons or something in this movie. Traumatons. They try to make things make sense. It's like Spidey sense except for Traumaville. So if you're stupid. living in Traumaville, you have yeah. to have traumatons. traumatons. Um <laughs> even the montage of his depression sucks like the joke is now that he now eats toxic waste and drinks bleach and eats drano okay when when did that start because that never was in the first one and also it keeps making me go how has he not killed his girlfriend okay she's blind first off yes and she lives in this toxic sludge environment where like everything is just there's toxic waste everywhere and then she makes a joke later on that he says she says i love you and he's like how do you know and he's, she's like, well, sometimes I get a burning sensation all over my body. And also I get these... Uh, the tingles. These tingles. The tingles. And he's like, ah, that could be the toxic oh, waste. Oh, maybe that's a toxic waste. So yeah. like, yeah, she's probably dying. How could you be so sure? Oh, well, my skin tingles all over whenever I'm near you. And I get little hot sensations all over my body. And sometimes my mouth gets dry. Yeah, that could just be a biochemical reflex. Oh, no, Melvin. Sometimes I see little 
magic flashes that, that light up the darkness. It's love, believe me. It should be funny. It's not, it's though. It's not, though. Especially since they turned her into a freaking laughing yeah, cock. She's it's... like a bimbo. She's not endearing at all like, you know, Sarah in the first one. Yeah, and they even do uh, a shameless sex scene again like they did in the first one. But the first one was kind of like funny and cute. He, he, go, he has his therapist. He has a therapist. In the opening, they're like, yes. I have these people in my life. And they show freeze frames of some of these people. And then they don't really come back. No. And they're like, oh, I have a therapist now. But he's had, I'm sorry, excuse me, 46 therapists. Oh, he's God. Been through I, 40... I can't believe you picked that up. Okay. I was paying attention. Well, he has a therapist. <laughs> and the ther- there's a scene where the therapist is like trying to ride him. And he's just like taken. And she's telling him that he has problems with his father who had left him when he was a child. So he doesn't even know his dad. And she's like, well, that all comes from your dad. You have to find your dad. Yeah. I don't think he has daddy issues. I'm just saying. Your dad is named Junko. His last name is, it's Big Mac Junko. And he moved to Japan. Now, all that stuff is coming out and we get another sidebar where we get to meet the villains. Which I love. I God bless you, because we get an entire stupid Doctor Evil scene, but this room is filled with at least sixty-five people. It's 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 like all the Tromaville mutants, like everyone yeah. who's ever worked Anybody on any trauma, worked on a thing. yeah, like the whole trauma family is in this room, and you have to watch everybody in the background because they're all laughing or making stupid faces. Or, or something. Doing, or doing jokes. Or doing some kind of joke that's supposed to be funny, but it's not. But they know that they're on camera, so they're kind of, like, embracing it. And it's just kind of like a hype show. It's, yeah. It's... And and since Lloyd Kaufman has never met a uh, second take in his life. <laughs> he went to the Edwood yeah. School of he, Filmmaking. No second takes here. You can't afford it. Just keep bringing the camera. Sometimes it takes its time around the guy's back, so the shot is just the guy's back. It, it's terrible. And now everybody's supposed to be funny. We at least six heads of different families, at least, I think there's more, all have a big giant line of dialogue, how they're a villain and how they're destroying the planet and how fun it is. And each one of them has to do it. But they're basically like the same thing over and over and over. It was like, we're destroying the ozone layer. Ha 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 ha. I've spit a lot. I, I'm eating while I'm talking. I'm smashing eggs into my face. None of it is funny. Like, they want to destroy the ozone layer. They want to create chaos yeah, on Earth. They want dumping. everything to fall apart. And I don't it, understand these villains. Yeah, it, it's this so stupid. And there's one giant villain that's watching from a balcony. It looks and, like uh, they're like some kind of like Nazi organization from that logo and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, sure, that's what the is joke. This? Okay, it's but, not as funny as the first one with the secret Nazi and the it, all that's way funnier. Yeah, the first and one. they keep recycling people from the last movie, which is, you know, it's... You recognize everybody. You recognize like the mayor in the last one is in this and the bad guy from the last one is in this. And they just kind of pop them in like we're not going to notice. Um, but... They have to recycle because their budget was not that great. But actually, for 1989, this is a pretty decent budget. It's insane. For a Roma movie. That's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Because it doesn't look like they spent that much. This movie probably had more of a budget than I would say, uh, what's that turkey one that they did? That's Um, not them. No? I don't think so. I think that's another uh, indie person. No, they did a turkey one, no? Are you talking about Thanksgiving? No, 
There's one with a turkey that killed. Oh, chicken, chicken, the chicken one. Poultry guys. Poultry guys. <laughs> Poultry guys. Well, that uh, one was a piece of crap. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Now that's what I call foul play. <laughs> so uh, we get the villains. The villains are in this room. And they're all saying dumb shit. And then the villains are all like, we have, we, it doesn't matter what y'all doing. And they're basically like, they're controlling the whole planet. And they're like, doesn't matter. None of you guys are doing good because Toxie still exists. And if we don't have Tromaville, then we don't have New York. And if we don't have New York, we don't have Chicago. And if we don't have that, we don't have the world. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's so stupid. They're like, oh, uh, because we have Toxie's shrink on the payroll, we know we can get him to think that he has to go to Japan. And uh, because we're trying to invent uh, like anti-traumatons, to take away his superpower because we know that his superpower is traumatons. I don't, it's just so nonsensically stupid it, it that it, it's not even funny. It's not, it, it, if anything, these jokes should all be setting up a funny joke. I mean, yeah, no, nothing is. Yeah, nothing they tried is to set up. up a plot, but they, they were just like, okay, like, what's the bare minimum that we could do? Oh, fun fact Poultry Geist had a budget of $500,000. Now, that movie came out in, uh, let's see, when did that movie come out? 2006? I so, that so, came out way later than this one, and it had a, a lower budget. So, you would think that this movie would have totally killed it, but... It kind of did. I mean, this movie kind of did. So, yeah. Uh, look, the only, the only sensible thing to do now in the movie is have Toxie say goodbye to his girlfriend because he's going to go to Japan. And now he's going to go in Japan to find his father. And he can get over. So that's when they have a sex scene and he shoots steam out of his ears. I, I, it's just so Everything is so um, Three Stooges, Three Stooges kind of like, you know, like it, it's, it's not even that. It's just like it, bad uh, Looney Tunes jokes. I, yeah, it's like bad slapstick. It's bad. Yeah. Three Stooges. Very childish jokes. And yeah. he, now, I, I, this is one of the rare jokes that's actually funny. He says, I, I decided to get, because I needed to find my father so badly, I needed to get to Japan as fast as possible. So I took the best <laughs> transportation I could find. And it's <laughs> a parasail. Okay, I was fucking laughing because I can't help myself. This was so dumb that I, I looked over at you and I was like, I, I don't care. I'm just going to laugh because this is so funny. It, it made me laugh. That, it, that was a funny joke. He didn't have a passport. So we, the fastest way to get to Japan was the Paris. <laughs> he didn't say passport yet, but that comes in the next bit. He, he just said that's the fastest way to travel with oh Paris. Oh, my God. When he gets to Japan, he says, oh, I forgot my passport. So I entered Japan like Godzilla. <laughs> I looked at you. I was like, oh, God, he's going to lose his shit right it, now. It's, it, it, this could have been funny. Yeah. It's not. It's just him bubbling out of the ocean and a bunch of people screaming. And it's not funny. He I also mean... does that. He ruins it because he starts doing that thing where he like clears his nostrils and his ears. Yeah. It's like. I mean, oh they tried. God. They did try. It, it's and as, now... as good as they could possibly do it. They they did it. I mean, he's coming out of the ocean. What what more do you want? He looks like a, you know, he looks like sloth from the Goonies. They could have filmed a freaking, this like he got charred. Yeah, but they could have filmed it like he was actually Godzilla and he was like. 
make miniatures, do something funny, or yeah, he walks on well, a, like, like a, whatchamacallit, uh, you know, uh, One Crazy Summer, when he oh, just runs into a thing and starts crushing oh things, God, it turns yeah. out it's a model. It's something funny, you anything know, funny. They but had enough of a budget that they could have done that, for it's sure. It's trauma. They could have just painted shoeboxes. It would have still been funny. Yeah. It's just, it, they didn't even put any effort. And now what shocked us is that he's really in Japan. He so is. they went and took the production to Japan, and we we questioned it for a few minutes. Like, there's no way they really went to Japan. And I, I was like, know. no, I think he's, they really did. He's there. And sure as shit, they did. And now, I would say this is probably the best thing about this movie, is that the Japanese, I don't know what's happening. I only guess that this movie was, the first movie was very big in Japan. Because... Certain cult movies like that blow up in Japan. They love that kind of shit. And so I'm wondering if that's what happened and they brought him to Japan and a whole bunch of people in Japan were in on it. Like all wanting to be in the movie. And what yes. I read was that Lloyd Kaufman was told that these people can all speak English. And then he found out that wasn't true. So n not many people in this movie can speak any English. And also nobody's overdubbed and half of the jokes are not subtitled and so there's a lot of talking in japanese and you're not being told what the hell is going on i'm like are we going to be let in on this joke because we as the audience are sitting there like listening to japanese which i think is a beautiful language but i don't know what they're saying especially so in certain I'm like, scenes hello yeah. uh, can we can we know what's going on here so i asked you at one point can you put on the subtitles and um you're like no because the subtitles won't even work yeah they're not they're not there so i was like what what is happening right now? But I love the idea of him filming in Japan. I feel though, as these, uh, the, the, the citizens of Japan were, some of them are genuinely scared when they saw him. It, it seemed like they didn't tell a lot of these people that he was just me walking down the street. I don't think that's true. Well, they, their reactions look real to me. That's what I was going to get at. I, I think that the people in Japan were on board a hundred percent and having a blast and blowing everybody else out of the water. And I was like, okay, this is one of those moments that, again, some of the wacky comedy doesn't work and is a lot of slapstick again, but there's so much absurdity and funny reaction faces and stuff like that, and just stuff that made me laugh that it was just like someone trying to act but couldn't. And it was a lot of that, and it just felt so spontaneous and funny, and it just like the culture clash, where I was like, okay, this feels like the first one now. And then, yeah. and again, we get a another like a, a cute girlfriend or a cute girl that he's going to hang out with, and she's funny and she's going for it, and she's doing a lot of slapstick that's actually kind of cute, kind yeah. of funny. It's really odd, and I'm like, okay, this is funny, but again, it it's just montages of him walking around the city and being filmed like pranking people. It feels like or just it, walking it, yeah. around, and then that's those are the people who are maybe scared or just like, "What the fuck are you?" Yeah, it feels like a hidden camera. A, a him, show hidden camera at show. Some, all of a at some point, where like you know, or Johnny Knoxville's dressed as the old man, you know, that kind of thing in Jackass, where like he's walking down the street to see how many reactions he can get from people. I think they just filmed like at least an hour of that. Yeah, it's because like, it just doesn't gel right with it, the situation. Absolutely, it's almost like the girl that's his sidekick in the scenes that he meets. That he 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 saves a girl. I, I guess I should have said that first. There's a girl who he bumps into while he's going to go try a fish 
like a food that's smashed into a fish. And then like, it's like a, basically like a biscuit. It's shaped like a fish. And it's, it's got kind meat of, in it. Yeah, it's kind of cute. Like, I, I there's like a si- like a street vendor who's like yeah. making food. Like, it's like some kind of like, say like a beef patty, but like in the shape of a fish. Yes. And um, he was like loving that. And the girl that he sees there, she doesn't freak out. She's like the only person that doesn't scream when she sees him. Right. And then she goes off and instantly she is raped. I, I'm not raped, but almost assaulted. raped. Assaulted. She's assaulted. By a woman. And two guys yeah. who actually rip her top off and then just start kissing her while the other one's laughing. This is broad daylight, okay, yeah. which it appears to be happening in a park, which is very off-putting also because... I felt like it was on a bridge somewhere. I feel like it was on a bridge in a park in broad daylight, but it's, it's, it's off-putting and uncomfortable in ways that, like... This girl looks like she's maybe no more than 12 or 13 well, that's years just, old. Yeah, that's which just, is like, you know, a lot of the Japanese, the young Japanese girls look super duper young. So she's probably at least in her 20s. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I still feel like I, I'm just like very uncomfortable with this. And it was like really um, not necessary, to be honest with you. They could have shown them like, you know, picking on her or like, and there's no reasoning to pick on her. There's no, and there's no explanation as to why they pick on her. They just rip her top off and start, like, trying to, like, molest her in broad daylight for no reason. It was just very bizarre. I would say there's nothing funnier to hear than unnecessary and trauma in the same conversation. I mean, the (laughs) whole movie. Well, trauma itself is unnecessary. Yeah, the whole movie in itself is unnecessary. I mean, they do things to do them. It's like they have to remember they have a checklist and they're like oh yeah we have to do gore oh yeah we have to show a naked person oh yeah we have to have uh mm-hmm. something that's skeevy it's like they, they have they, to keep up with their brand yeah it's like oh you know? yeah we forgot we were making a movie like we're just it uh, yeah. what i was gonna say was that uh he goes and saves her and and again to nail that this movie this these scenes feel like the first movie he, one of the funniest bits is that he one of the men who are like trying to rape her he takes the the uh, pan that is the mold of the fish, and he sticks it on his nose and crushes his nose until it, it also is the shape of the fish. I laughed and, more than I should have. And I was like, okay, this is great. This feels like the insanity of the original. And the actors are so on board for it. They're giving it their all. And I was like, I, I love this so much. And after that, it goes away. And again, it just becomes now that he gets with this, you know, this him and his woman become friends and mm-hmm. she goes and takes him on what I would call just a tour of the movie. <laughs> well, it's just like, oh, now we're going to go dancing. They're oh, we're supposed go play to be pinball. looking for oh. his father. Yeah. She's like, I'll help you find your father. And she can't speak English very no. well. Many thanks. I'm forever in your debt, kind sir. <laughs> Don't call me sir. My name is Melvin. Call me Melvin. I am Masami. Haji Mameshte. <laughs> you put yourself in terrible danger. Not many men would do that. I must repay you for saving me. I will do whatever you wish. Hmm. Hey. How about helping me find my father? Hmm. It may Joko. Come. I have many contacts on the street. 
She's taking him around to like the arcades and like the restaurants and places like that where locals hang out and asking around for her, his father. And I would say that's loosely. It's just a tour. It's just her, her, it, him on tour with a tour guide. It basically is, yeah. Yeah, and we're yeah. just watching it. It feels like a press junket. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny, we didn't point this out, but the movie actually starts with a badass new song made for the Toxic <gasps> Avenger, which sounds yes. like a heavy metal band or or, or an 80s metal band singing yes. about the Toxic Avenger. It's it's great. And then the movie doesn't, the scenes that he's walking around these cities, it just doesn't play anything no, it interesting. Play, no. It, it should be playing these rad songs again. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like totally live for the 80s um, punk rock movement. Like, I just love it. Like, New Wave. And uh, they could have totally put that in there. Yeah, could have put anything. Especially since he goes to, there's one part where he goes to a, a show being put on in the street by a punk band. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like he just dances with them and everything, and that's like more fun than the soundtrack. Like I'm like, do more of this. Nope, the movie just got to move on, and it gets to the point where he randomly keeps like bumping into bad guys or whatever, and then he finally finds his father. Right. Which I was, I asked you, I'm like, okay, first of all, we know Melvin from the first movie and what he actually looked like. Oh, by the way, we, we actually got a flashback at one point that retells the movie, and the villains actually talk about this. They go, oh, his name was Melvin, and he was thrown in an accident in the first, the second reel of the first movie. They actually say that at one point. When they're yeah, showing, they're showing they a slideshow of the first movie. Which kind of made me giggle, even though it was stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and that kind of made me laugh as well. It's like, okay, at least they're referencing how dumb this is. Yeah. But it's still, like, half the jokes don't land, so it doesn't no, even no, matter. No, they really but... don't, but, like, for someone like me who, like, slapstick stupid comedy, I was just, like, kind of giggling to myself yeah, a lot. It reminded me of, like, Spaceballs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that's funny. And, like, so they when they bring up that first movie again, you're kind of like, oh, they are saying the first movie existed. This mm-hmm. isn't a redo. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it kind of feels like a reboot, but they're also saying it's a sequel. It would have been funny if they made fun of themselves and said, hey, we changed our, 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 our actress from Sarah to Claire. They could Don't have done notice. anything. And they could have also said that his name was still Ferd until he found out they had a father. And his father's name was Junko. So that means his father's, his real name is Junko. That, right. That they could have done that. But they instead said that his name was always Junko and they pretend like Ferd never happened. It, yeah, it's true. Which is like, why would you do that? So easy to fix. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, they they didn't even think it was just like they're just throwing their shit out, you know, whatever it is, it is like they're not even thinking about that they did have a movie before this. It's like, oh, you know, whatever, we're gonna do whatever we want because we have a two point five million dollar budget this time. And I and I think a lot of that was Lloyd Kaufman and his wife going, I want to go to Japan. And they yeah. were just like, let's spend the money on a vacation and call it part of the movie. Yeah, but, you know, this is part of the budget here. I mean, they had to fly all these people out there. Not many. 
There's nobody really I mean, you really need a involved. cameraman, a boom mic operator. You need a couple people. Oh, yeah. This movie's got a boom mic <laughs> operator. Sure. This movie don't got any. Excuse there's me, no sir. Way. There's $2.5 million to spend here. And it's I, like not said, happening on him, the budget probably, of his makeup. He probably stayed in the best hotel and probably partied him and his wife. There, there's no doubt in my mind. They just used this. And in fact, the actor who's playing Toxic Avenger, the Toxic Avenger, the main character, uh, was pissed off on the set. And he hated his makeup and was talking crap and tried to get this other guy fired who was doing the voice. And no way. they instead fired that actor. Uh, they fired the actor who was playing the Toxic Adventure and replaced him with the other actor who is like his stunt double and his the voice, I guess, whatever. So they replaced him. And unfortunately, they had to double credit them because Lloyd Kaufman just used all the footage anyways that he already filmed with the guy he fired. Oh, so shit. all the stuff in Japan is that other actor. So that other actor got paid and he didn't have to do a shit. Well, he, no, he did a lot of work and then they fired him during the movie. But yeah, um, he's also in a scene too. I believe uh, the scene where uh, there, there there's a guy who randomly has like jaguar paint on his face, and he's walking a dog man. At one point, yeah, I don't know what that even is. They don't really explain it, and the yeah. dog man just keeps disappearing and coming back once in a while. I, it, it doesn't go he anywhere. He pops up at the beginning and the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's there in the background on a shot. It's so weird. But anyways, that actor is the actor who's toxic avenger he's punching himself in the head no way he punches his head and spins around like the exorcist no like that's he wanted to be physically shown in the movie so i i don't know you can't even see his face because he looks like a dog no 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 the other guy's walking him the guy who punches his head around okay 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 um so yeah uh that's 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 what makes me laugh here now we're what we were really talking about was he finally sees his father and he's like dad it's Melvin. He screams from across the street. And by the way, the, one of the funniest jokes is everybody's screaming when they see Toxie. So she dresses him like a regular Japanese man. And she puts a, a hair <laughs> on him. the funniest thing. I know you and didn't she, think this was funny. But she puts like a wig on him and glasses. He looks like Clark Kent has gone like completely mental. <laughs> I, I loved it. I actually thought that was a funny joke. And he put, she put like a camera around him. So he he looks like a... And I he, think he's he holding like a briefcase. A tourist, but yeah, but he, he's supposed to look like a, like a Japanese man. Yes. But he looks like a tourist. It's hysterical. But he has like this burnt, disgusting facade going on. Yeah, it's really but dark. And has a wig on. I was dying. Yeah, it's hard to even tell the wigs on him because it just like matches his burnt look. It does. Um, well, he sees him and, and unfortunately he ditches his look while he's running in slow motion because his dad sees him. Now, the actor playing his dad is doing some kind of godfather joke in yeah. Japanese at the same time. It's really weird. Yeah. And he goes, Melvin. He instantly knows him. And he goes, Melvin, my boy. I mean, he's famous in the United States. So why wouldn't he? Not really. He's I mean, he in is. In a small town called Tromaville. <laughs> Everybody knows he's a superhero. He's oh. on the news. I guess. I, he was on the news at the end of I don't the last think, movie. Yeah, I don't think it's that famous, though. I think there's like, oh, some weird guy's mutated. So he's uh, just accepting that his son is Melvin he and says he's the Toxic Avenger now. Yeah, and <laughs> they run to each other in slow motion. They go hug. Now, one of my favorite bits is that at the same time this happens, a truck full of people walking fish over drop onto the floor and drugs come out of the fish and the new sidekick girl goes over there and starts sampling the cocaine and 
It's the most comical I, thing. I, I loved it. You pointed out in the shot, there's a person sitting there smoking a cigarette and they wouldn't move. So you didn't even notice They this, blocked the shot. He's wearing I, like this oversized hat and he's kneeling down on one knee. And you're so focused on what the sidekick girl is doing, which she's like basically eating all the Coke. It's really funny. That, um, that joke's funny. It is funny. And then you don't notice in the foreground, there's this guy sitting there. But the reason I didn't notice it, because it's all in black. He's all dressed in black, yes. It's yes. like black He looked like a suits. ninja. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't tell it's a person. It almost looked like a fire at it. But then I realized, you're right, there was a hand smoking. It was a hand. And I was like, yeah. that's a person? Do you think they just didn't leave and they I'm just like, had to film this? No, there's a reason why they put him there. And I was like, okay, this is this guy's going to pop up and something's going to happen. No. But he never... Never does. <laughs> We, we don't even know if it's a guy. We're saying oh, a guy. Oh, we're just saying a person, a yeah. human being, whatever. <laughs> and and I love that the sidekick character will keep sampling the cocaine. And uh, at the same time, Melvin starts freaking out Toxie because he's sensing evil. Right. So his, so, what do you call it? Toxigens? Uh, no, what do you call trauma, it? Traumatons. Traumatons. I like uh, toxigens. The traumatons are acting up and he's freaking out. And the girl keeps sampling the cocaine. She's like, oh my God, there's cocaine in the fish and then she keeps sampling and she's like go uh, cross-eyed behind her in the shot there's a bunch of people just shaking in terror over nothing yeah it's really odd i think that they missed their cue yes i think that (laughs) they didn't know what scene they were filming because they probably couldn't speak the language they were they're supposed Uh, to be like scared that citizen toxie was coming their way but he totally wasn't wasn't. yeah and and (laughs) That's when he realizes his dad is a drug dealer and a villain. So they they have to fight. And for some reason, we, we now jump to like a temple, like a temple, mm-hmm. like, like a Japanese temple. They're already there. And the villain, uh, the, his dad says, you're right. I, you know what? I work for Apocalypse Incorporated. I'm, I invented something called anti-traumatons that can take away your traumatons. Oh my God, I got and so nervous. Because like, wait, I got nervous. I, got nervous. I did. I got nervous. I was like, oh my God, if he drinks this shit, he's going to turn back into regular Melvin. He's not going to be Toxic Avenger anymore. And But I know that there's two more movies to watch. So he doesn't drink the shit. Well, I, I I would never get nervous. The only time I was I'm gonna get nervous is watching the third one. Well, I said to you, I looked over and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be normal again because we don't like Melvin. Uh-huh. He's he's a point dexter. Well, well, they he's a full pervert. He's a pervert point dexter. Uncomfortable weirdo, and and he he just yeah yeah the no. the non toxic like version of Melvin. We don't like um, Melvin. So, <laughs> Toxie now has to fight. He yells out bonsai. And a guy walks over and hands him a bonsai tree. <laughs> and I was funny. like, one of the funnier jokes. It was funny. Like, you have to admit. Like, I was like, no, oh. It's stuff like that. It's stuff I was that, laughing. It's stuff with the Japanese that they seemed really into what they were doing. And they just yeah. seemed like they were having a ball. And they also, just just scream acting, made yeah. me laugh. They, and also, the running joke is that everybody keeps hitting the new sidekick girl in the face. And oh then I, I kept laughing. Like, the... The father kicks her in the face. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy crap, that looked real. Yeah. And also, she accidentally, he ducks, Toxie ducks, and he gets she gets punched in the face. And then she gets ready to fight, and then she accidentally punches herself in the oh face. Oh my God, it's amazing. That, 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 like, all that stuff was like. side character was so Three Stooges. But that was, was the funniest ridiculous. bit. That's the parts that were actually kind of fun. It was just, they. you could tell that they, there's just like a, 
I think a, a culture thing about that that's just so much fun and that you could tell that they love what they're doing. They totally embraced yeah. every moment of what they were doing. I think that's why I've always loved like the Godzilla films and all that kind of stuff. Just the Japanese yeah. cult underground of horror movies. Yeah. Everything that they do seems like they love it. Like yeah. they just love the it. The Japanese in general are just amazing. Like where, I, they they just love everything. Whereas the trauma gang in America feels like they just all are looking for their next bump of cocaine and they just are filming <laughs> skeevy scenes to get on with it. Like yeah. no, half of them are looking into the camera. And, and you know they all are. All the henchmen in that freaking scene oh, of, of like the apocalypse yeah. scene. They were all looking at the camera. I was like, oh lord. Yeah. So he's gotta fight his dad and I his dad transforms into a sumo wrestler. And he's gotta fight his dad. Yeah. And it, there's multiple bad guys keep showing up and all this stuff. It, anyways, the best part of the movie, one of the best parts of the movie, because the movie forgets to do gore a lot of the time. Yeah, they, they, it they did it in the beginning. It. Yeah. They did it in the beginning and it was the, the end of it. You yeah, know? the Japanese stuff, they kind of lose it a little bit. But this scene is so gory and funny. There's random things that happen. There is a woman who accidentally is like, a, I guess, a villain. She gets her clothes get ripped off she gets naked while two people are having a cooking show and the woman falls on the guy's lap while he's sampling food but naked and having like orgasmic sounds and the guy's like so into it and that's a running joke that keeps happening now because it's so he gratuitous walking the naked woman down the street yeah and while that's happening there's a guy who's cutting at the sushi bar He's cutting sushi and he starts getting distracted, but the father gets thrown on the sushi table and he's distracted by looking at a naked woman. So he just keeps cutting. So he's cutting the father up and <laughs> it looks great and it is disgusting, but it's also funny because they keep cutting back to the guy looking at the naked girl holding her. Then they cut back to the sushi guy having an orgasm looking at her while he's chopping the father up and they keep showing the <laughs> father's like, body like chopped chopping his body up. It was up. amazing. And it's it generally is disgustingly funny it and it was funny. like this is one of the best parts that's of like the film. stupid shit that i love laughing at like it's like so stupid that i just i can't help but laugh but then i look over at you and i'm like should i laugh will he think less of me if i laugh i was laughing really but hard i at just i couldn't help it like i laughed at a lot of this movie it was so ridiculous it oh. was so over the top and absolutely a, a completely different movie than the first one yeah so, yeah, I laughed a lot, though. I can't help it. I did. So, yeah, he's chopping up the guy's fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Cool. And the gore was pretty good looking. It was really good looking. Actually. Yeah, the father's completely chopped and up. And he's so. chopped up. <laughs> I mean, it's a great moment. It's, like, one of the best. It is. But, it's good gore. Yeah, it's good gore. It's It just reminds me of the original. Uh, Melvin was doused with the anti- traumatons and he uh, loses his power apparently yeah and you thought he was going to turn into a human again but he doesn't he just loses his power and he has to go to a sumo wrestler and be taught the ways of sumo wrestling and you were just laughing they're like well it was just a part of the tour uh do do a scene with sumo wrestlers and like what is the reasoning like do they have to cover all of the japanese culture it seemed like it why was the stipulation for filming in japan Lloyd Kaufman had to have everything covered as far as, like, you know, the food, 
the the sumo wrestling, any kind of culture yeah. that we has to do with it. We didn't even talk about when he goes to uh, one of the bad guys that were trying to rape the girl. He he makes him into a human soup in a bathhouse. We forgot to talk about that. Oh my god! He makes him into a soup, uh, uh, like a soup, by boiling the water with his breath. Okay, I didn't know that 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 Toxy could do that. No one, no one does. No, um, it doesn't do it. Ever it's again. like it's a new matter. thing. But like he, if he could have done that in this whole movie, then the movie would have been over very quickly. It makes me think: what if he accidentally burps or blows? while sleeping on <gasps> oh his girlfriend. Oh my god, what if he farts or like his toots could literally destroy a city block. Uh, exactly. He's like a black bolt from the Inhumans. Oh he could just blow everybody up by making a, 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 any kind of noise. It, it's so <laughs> silly. It's so stupid. But yeah, they actually had an entire bathhouse full of naked people. And I kept saying, I'm surprised they were allowed to film in Japan this way. Because usually you don't see a lot of like they're famous for having like like hentai, but being blocking out the genitalia. You know what I mean? They're always like putting like uh, stuff over the certain things and editing certain things. I know that well, they they do more yeah. stuff here. They edit weird. They didn't but... show any vagina or anything or, or any penis or anything, but. They did show a lot of breasts. Yeah. Um, well, that one woman's like almost completely naked. They put a little uh, thing yeah, over, like a, a modesty thing over. Pouch. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they had to because they were not about to go there. You know, like they're not they, accustomed they to close. the Sleevesville that is Tromaville. That's why I was surprised. I was like, I'm very surprised that so many people are naked. Like I just and how many naked jokes they had. I was they very had, surprised. They had a about lot. It. it was very. It was shocking. But um, <clears throat> another thing is like it's like almost like you said, like a stipulation in the contract. It's like if if Uncle Lloyd is going to film in Japan, then he needs to have nudity. Uh, yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. Like, is everybody willing to have? Oh, anybody willing to do skeeve <laughs> on camera? Yeah, and you know what? That's a lot of people. A lot of people are willing to do skeeve. Um, you know. Yeah, well, usually that's not because they have such a. I'm I'm just a surprise. I know it's not. I'm like I'm making it more so than it really is. But I was I'm, I was just a little surprised how much nudity they were able to do in this in Japan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he learns from the sumo wrestlers just the ways of sumo wrestling. And he instantly has his powers back, I guess. Because he goes, okay, thanks a lot, guys. I'm going to go home now. Yes, but what does sumo wrestling have to do with I, who <laughs> being the, the Toxic knows? Avenger? It, none of it makes sense. I mean, sense. he was in the, okay, in the first one and in the beginning of the second one, he was able to literally decapitate you with one slap. Yeah. And now things have changed so dramatically. <laughs> It's like he has to, like, he could punch a person and it, it literally doesn't have the same effect. It does. He In the beginning, he punches a few people in their heads. Yes, explode. but in the middle, it doesn't happen that way anymore. Like, when he's fighting, oh, we meet um, Kabuki Man. We do meet Kabuki Man. Well, it's not the Kabuki Man or anything that we'll get into later on. He's, but it's... he's fighting them. He, there's, like, a whole street fight of them. And he... He could easily just knock their heads right off or punch through their guts, but he doesn't do that. Yeah. It's no, very weird. He, he doesn't do There's a lot of, like, cutting around the gore in Japan in this movie. There's, It's just more of the gore is just jokes. It is. It, it's, it's like, okay, but they don't land right. It's very weird. No. It, it could have been, like, if this was, like, a Saturday morning live action show, like Pee-wee's Playhouse or something, it's just Toxie doing crazy things in a different place, then it maybe would have been really fun. For kids, like yeah. just laughing at him, like 
making a guy a soup or, uh, you know, or making that guy have a fish nose, stuff like that would have yeah. been like, it would have played. It would have been like Ernest, the mm-hmm. Ernest show and stuff like that. It, it would have played funny. It's just that when it gets into the, the dirty aspects, then it kind of ruins it. Yeah. But it, it just felt like that. It, it did. It felt like uh, H&R Puff and stuff or the banana splits running around. It, it just <laughs> yeah. doesn't make, it's just weird. But what's really odd is the sumo wrestlers teach him the ways and he goes, all right, good. I'm out. I'm going to go home now. So they hand him his parasail and he just parasails back. And we have <laughs> to goes, watch him. He goes back to America like that. He goes back to America and then he keeps doing narration like that town. Oh, Patromaville is back to being bad while I was gone. And they keep talking about like they show all these bad things. Now, one of the bad things that happens is that they take over Tromaville completely of the uh, Apocalypse uh, Incorporated. And they're making the environment bad. So protesters start protesting them in the park. And one of these two protesters, for some reason, gets an entire scene where they have a carry a horse and carriage because it's better for the environment, not the animal, which is really odd to see two protesters using a tied up horse yeah. in a carriage. How do they get around? Um, <laughs> they, they are threatened by the uh, Apocalypse Incorporated people. So they leave to go make out on the side of the road which allows the Apocalypse Incorporated people to completely ram them with a semi-truck. This is the most ridiculous, unneeded scene in the movie. Like, okay, why do we... Are we supposed to care so about these many two of those people? Scenes. The only thing I was really concerned about was how do they do that part with the horse? I didn't... Because the car rammed them from behind when they were in the horse, in the buggy, you know, the horse carriage. And so the horse died. But they went flying. The couple went flying out of the carriage and died. But uh, I saw this scene, and it it looked like... There's no way they did that. I mean, I know they didn't use a real horse, yeah, for exactly. God's sake. But I'm like, how did they do that? I'm because sure they... if we freeze it, because they look like two dummies, and I was focused on them flying out of the thing. I think we need to freeze it. If because... you freeze it, it'd just be a block of black wood or cardboard that is a, a, a horse. I mean, it doesn't look like a piece of cardboard. It actually looks like a... It looks... Like maybe a huge like life size replica of a horse, but I don't know. I'm it just, it was did. like ridiculous to me. I was like, okay, why do we need this scene? This is stupid. It's so odd. I guess is there a way of just showing you how bad everything's gotten? Yeah. So it's like when he, when Marty McFly goes back in 1985, but it's an alternate 1985, and Biff has like Biff's palace, and he's like, you know, ruling everything. It's like that. It's like an alternate world for for Toxie. So like. They're th- these people that are like apocalypse are like running the town. But wh- I, I motioned to you. I said, what is so funny about this is the fact that these people want to destroy the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I, want I, to kill everything and they want to destroy the ozone layer and they want everything to be obliterated. Um, so how even the villains make a joke about that. They say oh. this is even too insane for us cartoon villains. Yeah. <laughs> Like that it's funny. It, it's stuff like that. I mean, like <laughs> they funny. know how stupid it is, but yeah. it still doesn't connect. Uh, uh, Toxie, yeah. everything's gone so bad, and while Toxie's parasailing back into the city, um, <laughs> parasailing. He, he, oh god! It just so happens. Now, this is one of the rare moments that I laughed at the actress playing the the girlfriend Claire. She is doing full opera while playing a uh, um, 
an accordion. Oh, an accordion, and she's singing like an opera, and she's singing good. And I laugh, I laugh because I because the whole movie she's talking like oh hi Taxi and all of that. Yeah, and then she's doing like oh, she's doing the whole it thing. It was amazing. And it, she's just doing it in their slop pile dumpster house. And <laughs> at that same time, there's a running joke in this movie where the vi- main villain's girlfriend wants to have sex with her. She won't stop talking about her breasts. Yeah. Whoop, that was really loud. She won't stop talking about her breasts in this weird way. And she keeps talking about how she's going to grab them. I've been waiting and waiting to get a hold of these yellow locks and these melon heavy and so I guess that's the scene. She finally, and there's just one woman that's like a bodybuilder that keeps showing her muscles in uh, every shot. It's so gratuitous. That's I'm all like, that, she, that she keeps okay, doing. Okay, first of all, she's maybe five foot one. Yeah. And she's teeny, but she's got these huge muscles. She's obviously a bodybuilder. But in every scene that they show her in, which is maybe I would say a good three or four scenes, she is flexing her muscles for the camera for flexes. no reason. It's yeah. so stupid. I'm like, what is going on here? This has nothing to do with the plot yeah. at all. And, and and the whole joke here, I guess, is that they have now come to her house and she thinks it's uh, Melvin coming home, Toxie coming home, but it's she can't see them. So she keeps like touching each one of them and the girl flexes and she touches her muscles and, and then she finally touches a woman's boobs and she realizes it's someone else. So they start trying to rape her. Which is weird. Yeah, like women it, raping another woman? Yeah. It, it, it's it's this whole thing. Like she smells underwear. I, I don't. The whole scene. And she starts yelling for Melvin. And exactly at that time, Toxie is already back. And he hears her screaming for help. And he goes in there. He got home just in time for this. And he just beats up the girls. And then they run off. It's just so... Everything in this movie seems like, okay, it's like going through the motions, you know? We know exactly what's going to happen next, and it happens. It's like, okay, the next scene. Okay. There's no way you could guess what happens next. (sighs) I'm just saying for the viewer, there's no way they could guess what happens next after the scene because he just scares those girls off, and then they they hug and then he you're told by narration that he's going to fight back the city and that he starts beating all the people up and we quickly get it and they're like oh and that and they keep showing shots from the opening fights to say these are the fights in the movie which doesn't make any sense and then they go oh but the bad guy sent a motorcycle bad guy in and he was strapped with a uh, uh, bombs all over his body and he was going to drive himself suicidally into a into their electric like the power plant and blow the whole city up and that was our plan which makes so, no sense because that affects them too well it doesn't so, matter it, it doesn't matter that's They're why like, i don't understand these villains the narration is that if the villains can't have the city no one can so they're gonna just so basically if you watch the shot it's still from the opening apparently the edit apparently was if you watch it closely this is right after all those guys come out of the car and he fights them all from the opening and then a motorcycle jumps over the, the limo. So we actually see the shot 
of this guy driving into that scene and they act like it's a new scene at the end of the movie. Yeah. And then he's the main villain, although we don't see him at all. And this leads Toxie to go into a fight to get him by stopping a taxi cab with two old people in the oh back who are on their anniversary. Okay, so they're... This is so stupid. So Toxie jumps into the back of the car and tells the to- the, the cab driver to follow that motorcycle. And... Well, why does he follow him? It's like... So, what? We get, he's like, the, the city will, will lose the whole city if we don't stop him. So they chase him, and this leads to the last 10 minutes of the film just being a motorcycle chase. And anything that can happen happens. Cars crash into each other and explode constantly. Uh, motorcycles are jumping over things. Cars are jumping over things. Uh, they're making jokes about the old people in the back complaining about it. The driver is saying, well, the fare is going to be high, and he's cursing in Spanish. And then they even crash into under a semi truck and lose the top of the car. They all ducked and they all come up and he's like, oh, now you got a convertible. Here's a pair of glasses. And he's like, yeah, I got sunglasses. I have a convertible now. And they keep chasing them. But then just then the motorcycle jumps a car that the taxi and the, the old people and the cab driver crash into and they blow up. They they crashed into this car at full speed ahead, okay? And the when I tell you this explosion must have cost a ton of money, this explosion was huge. It was crazy. The whole car was completely blown up. But they're okay. They just all pop up with they're comical all four okay. faces. I was like, oh my god, this is like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's so stupid. You know, where like freaking Wiley e. Coyote gets blown up and he has like, you know, he's all like burnt with soot all over him and he falls over that kind of thing yeah now Toxie has killed so many people while chasing this motorcycle guy but it doesn't even matter because the motorcycle guy just crashes into a house and blows up instantly <laughs> i was dying okay yeah. first of all that was funny because that could never happen he cr- he crashed into a house yes that could happen but the explosion the epic explosion that happens when he crashes well, into the house i was you. like are you fucking kidding me i explained it to you. He, he they in the narration they said he had bombs on him yes but where ni- he was covered in nitroglycerin but, they, but they he said. wasn't they showed us him no they when said he uh, was driving the motorcycle it, it doesn't matter they they added all this oh, into narration lord yeah, Where's uh, he hiding that up his ass? Like, uh, come on. I don't know. And it, it's so badly edited together. And they're like, oh, we chased off the bad guys. And we, we, we saved the day. And now Tromaville is back to normal. And then I they feel show like it's the, two separate movies. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it is. They, they edited, I know, but you can feel it. that. Oh, it's so. Yeah. The narration is terrible. It's terrible. But you hate nar- narration anyway. Like in movies. Well, narration when it's used like this. In, but narration in, in movies, period, upsets you. Not in period. Not period. Because I love like American It Psycho has to be really good. Or, yeah, yeah. Something that actually adds to the plot instead of yeah. it being lazy and explaining the movie to the viewer like yeah. they're dumb. I it has to that. make sense and it has to like be smart. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes uh, the writer lazy and they're like, we don't really have to show things to make them make sense. We could just tell them. And that's extremely lazy writing. So that's what happens at this. They're like, yeah, we did everything. And oh, uh, don't worry. Everything's fine because we have to have a sequel. And it's yes. like, oh, How are we going to see you all in part three? I was like, okay, well, we know there's a part three because there's a part three because we have the whole box set. So we know that. But 
it's just the point that like why do you have to say it like that's so it was supposed to be funny it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't funny the movie in, in general it wasn't funny to me i mean i laughed a lot i'm not gonna lie i did i okay. laughed a lot but do you want to um are we doing why we can't have nice things or always okay well because that leads us into our our uh score okay sir well there's only one 10 star review in this cesspool of nonsense and so i'll read the 10 star review so the tagline for this is highly enjoyable sequel to the world famous cult classic toxic avenger 2 is the sequel to the toxic avenger thank you thank you guy uh, trauma, trauma received funding from a Japanese investor to help make a sequel about a superhero oh, from New Jersey. After all the filming was completed, Lloyd Kaufman ended up with a three-hour picture. Figuring out that you can make $2 instead of $1, Kaufman edited the film into two different movies. The results... <laughs> that's funny. The results being Toxic Avenger 2 and 3. The Toxic Avenger 2 is campier and cheesier than the first film, if that was even possible, and it has more of a comic book feel, with no more evil left to combat. Melvin is bored with his mundane life. Because of his toxic condition, job opportunities are very limited. That's until the evil corporation Apocalypse Inc. moves into Melvin's hometown of Tromaville, adding to Melvin's personal conflicts. Word has it that his father is alive and is residing in Japan. What happens next has to be seen. Highly recommended for cult film fans. That that was a 10 star review. Now, because I, mean, I don't... No, it's just a synopsis with a, hey, you gotta see it. No reason to say why it's a 10. Right. Well, we don't have a one star review. That's impossible. We do not. We have a two star review. That, I don't believe that for a minute, but okay. Sir, I'm on here. I thought I looked. There's no one-star review. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want me to read the two-star, or do you want me to... I guess to... not. I don't know I mean, how there's not a one-star There review. is not a one-star review on here, so... that The world has thrown me into jeopardy. The, the planets are not aligned. Everything's on fire. I just don't know what to do with my life anymore. <laughs> this how movie has not... a five. It's a five of on IMDb. Of all the movies in the world that we've watched have had one-star reviews, this doesn't. I mean... I'm telling you, it does not. This is why I can't have nice things. This, this, this is why we this can't. This bothers nice me to no end. But this movie we've is watched, set out to be a piece of crap. I mean, we've watched genuine, good, decent films, and they've had one star reviews. I know. I know. No, well, no church going person said anything to give a one star review. No, there's no one star reviews at all good to be had. Lord. But I will say, like, I feel like this. This is definitely like. Um, bringing up Ed Wood again to me because it's like, okay, Japan probably gave him ultimatums, Lloyd Kaufman, and said, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. Just like in Plan 9, or I'm sorry, Bride of the Monster, where Ed Wood was told by the investors from Dallas that he had to do a certain thing, he had to end it in an explosion, blah, blah, blah. I feel like, like Lloyd Kaufman probably had some stipulations here. He probably had some some demands met you know on him and he sure. probably had yeah. to meet those demands I because mean, I, he's got a bit a budget here you're human. trying to give him some kind of leeway I for mean, what this thing is no i am not but i'm just saying like i would understand if he had to do what he was told 
I mean, he has a $2.5 million budget, which at that time was huge, but also, like, he's made movies after that that didn't have that kind of budget. I'm so, gonna, I'm gonna say, again, the Japanese stuff, if that was the stuff that he was forced into, is the better parts of the film. You're right, it is, 100%. Because everything else, if that was all him, is the stuff that sucks. Well, we don't know, we don't know, because... No, I, I doubt it, I doubt he was forced to do anything, I doubt they were, I bet they were just like... Oh, go make your crazy, crazy thing, but come to Japan. And then he was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll have a great vacation on top of the money. I mean, I don't think they're going to just let him run, run wet, one, I've been drinking, run crazy. And, uh, what do you, what do you mean? That's all he does. I mean, but yeah, but I'm sure that they told him that he had to do something like different. Like what? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing really different. There's nothing really different. It's just lazier. It's just like a kid wrote it instead. There's okay. nothing to it. I can't imagine anybody said... I, I can't imagine they said, oh, be less of what made you famous the first time. I mean, I guess. It's just weird because the first one was so much better. Yeah. It was I, so much better. I like, can't I'm... wait to see what the next one is, at the next things we're going to watch. Because if this is any indication, we're in for a load of hurt because... I, I'm going to straight up say this was terrible. Like this was straight up trash. I like, mean, yeah. Uh, this is one of the worst sequels I've ever watched. It is like it's it, you. There is no way that this sequel couldn't be better. All you had to do was just do what you did the first time, but step up and make it fun, make more gore. You have a budget now. You can do things like you actually you have fans. You can do crazy shit. Still do your guerrilla filmmaking, and then you have the 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 possibility of bringing it to Japan. That's like huge. Yeah. And they still, it's like they missed every opportunity. I know. Scotty gives us a two out of ten. I give it a two out of ten as well. I did already give it a two, but I just feel like you know, it could have been funny. I just feel like it was missing a lot, and they changed so much. I'm like, why would you change all of this stuff? Like, we, we liked it the way it was. Why would you fuck around? I, I was going to say that uh, this, while I was watching it, I almost said, oh my God, we finally have something to knock Mortal Kombat Annihilation out of the way. <laughs> because there was a part of me that was judging in my mind which one of these would I watch again. And I was like, well, I think I'd watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation again. And then no. I was like... I'm on the fence. This is bad. I, I, I'm just mad. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad because they had everything going for them in the first one, and all they had to do is bring all those funny things back. Instead, they literally rewrote it. They did. It's so weird. I can imagine some people will probably like that for like the Evil Dead. When they Evil Dead one and then they did two, and it was like the same movie again. Yeah. I can imagine there was fans out there that were probably really pissed. Yes, but there was some. There's something so great about two that I, I I wonder if people were like, you know what? I'm a little mad because I wanted a sequel to that movie, especially the cliffhanger. But I wonder if they watched and said, I kind of like this better. Even if you're rebooting, this is how you do it. Yeah, you basically make the same movie, but then change the tone, and they went full comedy in that movie. In this movie, they could have done. I mean, they just, they already had it. They I mean, already had the movie. With this kind of budget, with yeah. this kind of budget, you could have, I mean, Tromeo and Juliet cost them $350,000 to make. 
I mean, you had this kind of money and you, you did this silliness. Like, you could have done so much better. Yeah. I just feel like, what are you fucking this shit up for? You had 350000 for Tromeo and, D- and Juliet, but you had 2.5 mil for this one and you did this? I and like, I, I think what it, what it really goes to show, and I, I already know this for a fact, that part four is a sequel to the first one. And I think they're react, they're acting like two and three never happened. So that tells you how bad two and three are. Yeah. I, I know this movie's got a five on IMDb because there's only like 2,000 people reviewed it. But still. No, this movie has a, a lot of reviewers, actually. It does? Yes, it does. Like 7,000. Uh, wow. I actually thought it was. Well, that's not that big, actually. A normal big movie's got like 500,000. 7,222 reviewers. It's not as big. I mean, how many people use, uh, you know, the, the rating system as it is. Th- that's not that big. But still, a five is crazy. They're, they're giving this movie a lot of leeway. I, I guess if I was a ch- like really young and I saw this, I probably would have been like laughing at it mm-hmm. or, or just said, oh, I kind of love it. And I know it's bad, but it's kind of spoofy fun. Yeah. I just cannot connect to the jokes in this movie. No, I, I mean, I I'm... laughed a little. Sorry. No, I, I did too. But I just think I have such a bad taste in my mouth from the things they changed. Yeah, me too. Same. I do too. Like, I mean, just everything from his girlfriend to his mother to his voice to all that stuff. Like, it was, you know, it, you could feel it. You could feel the difference. And and like I said, like, I, but here's the thing. I mean, with trauma, everything with them is just like a party. It's like whatever. But I also feel at the same time, it's like, you should care a little bit more because, you know, this is your livelihood, you know? But then again, you know, Uncle Lloyd, he's made a, a freaking life out of out of this, these movies, you know? He has built, like, an empire. He's... I wouldn't call it an empire, but he's definitely made a name for himself. I mean, he yes, he's made a name for himself. He has an empire. I mean, everyone that goes to uh, SpookyCon in Orlando, they... they they see him, they're like, hey, you know, he's he's an, an icon in, in the movie industry and occult industry. Everyone knows who Lloyd Kaufman is, you know? So I, I, sh- I feel like, you know, because this movie had a huge budget for that time period, he should have done better. But I did laugh a couple times. It wasn't better than the first one. I'm giving it a two. Yeah. I'm so close yeah. to giving it a one. No. So close. This was not worse than Mortal, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I don't think anything's going to knock that out of the spot. I just don't. Well, I think it we could easily, but we just haven't done it on the show yet. But hmm. I will say this definitely falls on our list now after Mortal Kombat Annihilation is number two, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Without yeah. a doubt, I don't think we've watched anything that I was this like, oh my God. No, this one was bad. This I kinda, one was I bad. I kind of was looking forward to end. You know, I was so happy when you showed me the box set. It's actually, uh, you posted on social media. And uh, I was like looking at my face. I was like, oh, I am pretty happy. I was like really happy when you showed me that we have this box set. And we still do have two more movies to watch, which I'm thrilled about. So let's hope those two movies are better and uh, they grab me more. Yeah. But this one, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, just, I'm not happy about three. I'm more looking forward to four and Sergeant Kabuki Man. We're gonna be watching. Yep, Sergeant Kabuki. Because I think Sergeant Kabuki Man will be back to what the first Toxic Avenger is. Because I I think they followed, they did that around this time, so they were making like their little independent movies while doing this movie. Yeah. So 
I was thrilled with that purchase. I got it for three dollars on Amazon. <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't sell me on how good it's going to be. <laughs> you know what? Three dollars, man. So yeah, I'm looking forward to those, but I'm not looking forward to three. I'm scared. So oh. let's get into it next time. Uh, yeah, let's get the hell out of here and yeah. sober up. Okay. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one, and hit us on social media at the Crafty Misfit and just another movie night at instagram we're both on instagram and we would love to hear all your opinions if you love part two i would love to hear about it please tell me why you like this one uh i'm i would love to know i know i know joe would too so thanks again have a good one bye back home i could not get over the fact that i had killed my own father i felt so guilty